0: Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits. This episode is sponsored by Club Tiki. Visit them at clubtikico.com to order rum-based cocktails in a can. Use promo code Rums to receive a discount, and if you order four, four packs or more, you'll get free shipping. They can the tropics so you don't have to. Hey, all. It's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets of Spirits. And uh, we're out of the studio again today. and We're here in beautiful Delray Beach. And more specifically, at One Sixth Northeast 6th Avenue. How are you? I am doing great. So we're just a little bit north of the Ave, as the locals call it, on Atlantic Avenue. And I'm here today from the outside. Looks like a house. Which it was, but when you walk into it, it's the swankiest, sexiest, 97-year-old house I've ever seen. Okay, (laughs) So welcome to the podcast, Annie Blake, VP of Sales at the Cocktail Kingdom and the owner of the Falcon House and Bar. How are you doing, Annie?
1: I'm great. How are you, Paul? Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I definitely have to give a big shout out here because I know originally um, there was a story here in the local news station... Uh, T. A. Walker, shout yes. out to T. A. Walker. Wonderful guy. Yes, and uh, on WPTV last Saturday, and you posted the video from that segment in the Just Drinking Facebook group. Right. Roger and Robert are the hosts of the Just Drinking Review on uh, channel on YouTube, and I saw it. Just happen to pop up, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's somebody posting this. These guys, these guys live in Iowa. Funny. Somebody posted about WTW. Jeez, I can't say it, WPTV. Lay off the rum I, I I know. I really haven't even started yet, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's still in my system, maybe. Um, and I saw it and I said, wait a minute. Why?" I'm, it, it really tripped me out because I'm thinking these guys are in Iowa, but this is something here in West Palm. Then I saw you and then we messaged. I'm like, hey, I'm also in the 561. Like, right. Okay. W- w- we need to talk, you know. Circle so, of
1: rum love.
0: Yes. It's. It, <laughs> So yeah, so definitely big, big, uh, appreciate you posting in there. And again, uh, as I've told you, when we talked before the show was, I felt, you know, a little bad. I haven't had a chance to come down here to the previous, uh, it was death or glory. right, right. And, uh, I know there's, there's a, you know, there's about 40, 45 minutes of, it's hard between... to drive
1: far to drink a bunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. You've
0: got to, you have to really, yeah. When there's so much options, that is true. So, yeah. um, So, yeah, thank you for coming on again, Annie. Uh, Looking forward to you. There's a lot I want to talk to you about. Obviously, the, the, the house. That's huge. This
1: house is everything, right? There's, yeah. I know, this
0: history here. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about possibly some ghost, maybe you know, are we lot li- Should I say that?
1: If you could say it. Okay. It's, if any house is haunted in Delray, it's this one.
0: Oh, there you go. So, all you ghost lovers there that want to come to paranormal—that's it. We've now changed the podcast. We're going to talk about nothing but ghost, ghost spirits, <laughs> yes. spirits, right? Booze, 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 and spirits. <laughs> um, so obviously, the house, the the restaurant. Um, talk about the the re opening of the Falcon on uh, a little bit of that history, a little bit of background about yourself too. So, cool. um, so how long have you been calling Florida home?
1: So I came down here with my husband in 2011 okay. part-time. We were here three to five months a year, half the year here, half the year in New York city. And then, uh, towards the end of 2014 is when we came down full-time.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you weren't necessary in the spirits business initially, right? From
1: No, no. Okay. I mean, I think like everybody or most people, I, I had a little hospitality experience, right? Mm-hmm. Serving in college and always wanted to call it my favorite job. But then I, you know, back then I was like, no, that's not a job. That's, it can't be a real job, right? So went to college, uh, got into book publishing. Okay. I was in book publishing for 10 years. Uh, doing custom and branded product uh, mostly for and for Simon and Schuster for okay. about seven years.
0: Oh wow! So
1: and yeah, yeah. So big corporate, you know, machine beast. And uh, don't be fooled. People in publishing drink more than people in booze. <laughs> I think they have to <laughs> to deal with corporate. But uh, left that in 2012 was going to take like six months off, right? right. And I uh, got a call from, well, I should say we were going to move down to Florida full-time. Or move back to New York City, actually, sorry. And uh, so I got my house together in Jersey. About three weeks later, I was like, I'm bored. I'm so bored. I'm, all I'm going to do is drink. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? So I changed my LinkedIn. And then I get a call from Cocktail Kingdom two days later saying, come work for us i 'm like well, this is ironic so that wait
0: wait so so you you you'd switch you were switching gears yeah and you just started drinking and then you got a job from a, a spirits company right that's pretty cool
1: right yeah <laughs> yes It cocktail at the time cocktail kingdom and, and they're very tied into book publishing as well okay uh, the company uh, has history in that my boss's family started sterling publishing and also um, that we started as a book publisher to publish out-of-print cocktail books that bartenders couldn't get for under like $150, right? Oh, wow. On eBay, which is such a, you know, it's so these resources are amazing. My, my boss, who's a book publisher, Greg Bohm, he uh, realized these books are, are uh, public domain. So he'll print them and make them accessible to bartenders to get access to that historical content okay. for not $150. Oh, wow. Cool. And so that's how he kind of knew who I was. And as we started manufacturing our own product at Cocktail Kingdom, they needed somebody to do branding with liquor portfolios who wanted custom and branded products, which is what I knew how to do. And I knew that I liked to drink. <laughs> if, if I didn't know much about spirits per se, I think I remember actually in my interview, uh, Greg asked me, does your family drink? And I was like, yes, I come by it honestly. <laughs> my, my father's a lost, my mother's Irish Catholic. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's fine. <laughs> I got it. I got all the, I got all the jobs on that, on that front.
0: (laughs) Oh, so that, that's, so going from, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's an interesting where, you know, I don't know what you say. It's the right place. I mean, things lined up right for you. It was, it was
1: very serendipitous and such an amazing move to get back into hospitality, which I always did love, but never kind of got, never figured out how to, how you could make it into a career in, in a meaningful way, in the way that the public perception was back in the like, late 90s, right? Right, right. And um, so being able to get back into the hospitality world and still do corporate branding, which is what I'm used to, so still be able to uh, go, you know, go and, and do really cool stuff with really cool companies, but also not necessarily have to wear a suit yeah. anymore, which was big for me. First meeting... I was like, do you want me to wear a suit? He's like, no. we're the cool kids. We don't wear suits. Perfect. I already love this job. Best job ever. Which, by the way, it's my 10-year anniversary today. Oh,
0: congrats. Thank you.
1: Yeah, 10 years. Wild. But it was, um, you know, to go from a company of 1,000 people to a company of, at the time was six. Now we're about 60. But it was it was a, quite a transition. Um it was a big change, but then it's really cool because you get to see the, all the growth. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Go,
0: for, yeah, 6 six to 60 may not sound like a lot, but it is, especially, yes. you know, in that scale of...
1: It's huge, right. yeah. And and given that we had arguably 18 months of struggle, right, with, you know, our, our B2B business with the pandemic. Right. So all of a sudden, all of our business is gone and we're, you know okay let's let's pivot a word i really never want to hear again but <laughs> <laughs> we we did it
0: <laughs> right it i i in and, and during the course of this podcast is and i started and a lot of the listeners know is i started just before the lockdown happened and it oh, okay. wasn't wasn't because i got stuck in my house and didn't have anything else to do um i you know i just happened to you know uh just a few about a week a few months a week before the actual lockdown happened and my my day job does not I've, i work through the whole thing so sure um but it was interesting at that time was talking to folks about two years ago what the pandemic was happening what it was like for them especially for folks or guests that had on that were not in the u.s right right and and um what is it like in Germany, or what was it like in India? You know, so there's yeah. a lot of other places I've talked to folks, and then talk throughout the next two years, folks. How did you make it through? It's, I love hearing these stories that we were able to make it through. You know, it it was tough. It was, and everyone has to pivot. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, you know. So I uh, know, on yeah. all sides,
1: here yeah. it was super tough. You know, we because I I'm so tied into New York City, we heard things were bad before Florida was ready to shut down. So we shut down prior to being forced to shut down, gave all of our staff a thousand dollars to be able to pay their rent for April and shut down. And we were hoping, okay, it's gonna be a month. We're gonna just shut this down. Everything's gonna be fine, not quite so much. Um, I will say Florida was luckier than a lot of other states. And I have a team member on the Cocktail Kingdom side in London where they they shut it down forever. You weren't allowed to even if you were like caught walking with somebody who wasn't right, on right. your list. You, you know, and, and uh, my coworker lives by himself, and it's how terribly isolating, right? Yeah. It, you know, the, I can't say Florida always does the right thing, but I am grateful for what they did to keep businesses open, right. and that Death or Glory was able to actually weather the pandemic. And um, and and that not being the reason that we closed that chapter.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I think those are fortunate. Is you know when you look and compare it to elsewhere in the world, the U.S. You know, I not not to downplay. You know, people have been ill or died course, or whatever. But at the same time, we've fared. You know, still it's still a good country to live in. By the way, right. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, you know, yeah. I so grateful. yeah. So so during that time, and then um, so. Working for Cocktail Kingdom. So exactly, what does what is Cocktail Kingdom?
1: So Cocktail Kingdom is the. Premier it sounds like a really
0: cool place to live, right? If, it is. If, it
1: is live in the kingdom. I I still are to you this the queen? Day, are you I, queen I, of I, the castle? I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the princess. <laughs> if uh, it's it's an interesting um, interesting. Company name, because even still, you know, would you like a receipt when I'm at a hotel? And they're like, w- I'm sorry, what is your email address? <laughs> yes, you're, yes, at cocktailkingdom.com. Thank yes, you right. so much. It's, uh, but no, it's, we uh, were the premier barware supplier for cocktail bars. And 10 years ago when I started, we were more or less the only game in town other than some hard-to-get-to Japanese suppliers mm-hmm. Uh, now we have people that have attempted to fabricate products that look like ours but don't work as well the thing that's great about Cocktail Kingdom and I realize I've drunk the Kool-Aid but for a reason and I came into cool barware before really knowing barware and then went on back and tried crummy barware I almost cursed but I didn't
0: no it's okay you can say whatever the fuck oh, you want okay
1: thank you yeah. shitty barware <laughs> and, and realize why we are who we are right our, our stuff is beautiful. It's beautiful, but it works really well. Right. The functionality of it, there's a reason, you know, our stuff is, every prototype is tested by bartenders, multiple bartenders. Everything's QC'd. Every, it, we make sure that the, the, the little things that you can't see, even when just looking at it, how much they make a difference the way the tins seal properly and unseal properly the way the strainers coil is super tight so that you don't always have to double strain if you're not using an egg white you know the um our cocoa strainer tea strainer is just fast enough to actually make a difference and just tight enough that it gets all of any kind of ickies out Mm. it's and our bar spoon coil is really soft on your hands you know, when you're a home bartender, our stuff is really beautiful and very cool. But when you're working in service, you, you use a shitty bar spoon, and your hand really hurts at the end mm. of the night. Like, you're knocking tins together, or they're splashing all over you, and by the end of the night, you're cranky. Mm. <laughs> like, real cranky. So it, I think the, 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 the nuance that, that Cocktail Kingdom has with its products is, is, is really cool. And then, of course, it set me down this, like, wonderful rabbit hole to end up opening a bar and who knew book publishing to cocktail kingdom to owning a bar to you know it's uh it's been a wild ride
0: so who's going to play you in the movie
1: oh good question oh
0: i should have saved that one for the rapid fire so is um so it's so it's mainly geared towards uh professional bars uh restaurants etc but do you have a lot of folks that are like home bars that want to kind of step their game up?
1: Yeah. So it, it, it's made for the professional bartender, okay. but ever since the pandemic, especially okay. our consumer business has skyrocketed and I have a theory on it, right? So everybody's stuck home during the pandemic and yes, you could work from home at five o'clock, pop open a beer and be like, guess work's done. <laughs> Fine. The ceremony of the cocktail, I think, really can end your day and start your night, right? So like, and people who had gone to cocktail bars and cocktail bars, of course, have been ramping up over the last 10 years, them going and seeing the cool cocktail bartender. Well, now I have time because I'm home all day. So I've got an hour lunch break or whatever it might be to learn how to use those shaking tins. And... And it also is just a nice way to say, okay, I'm going to pull out the nice glassware. I'm going to get my spirits together. I'm going to juice some fresh juice. I'm going to shake or stir a few cocktails, depending, and put it in a nice, you know, a nice presentation. Maybe put a, I'm not saying people are going to overly garnish at home, but I'll certainly use some citrus rind at home. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now our day's over, right? right? As, as opposed to just, you know, again, cracking open a beer. Right. I think, I think that ceremony helped people divvy up their day when you had people, a lot of folks who had never worked from home before. I'd worked from home forever. So the pandemic really, and on that front, there was a lot of the pandemic that did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But in the front of, oh, working from home, I always worked from home. If anything, I was like, what do you mean we all have to Zoom now? I don't usually brush my hair before noon. Like, this is terrible.
0: We have to see you. Yeah, right. That's it.
1: I'm like, I've worked from conference calls. Were great forever and ever. And what's different now?
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you this question because I still go through this. Where I'm at, are you still have people that are stuck on double mute. Yes. Okay. At two years, two years, we're still we can't still figure out the double. Figured
1: it out. <laughs> like no one can hear you. <laughs>
0: well, you're talking. We could see the, the 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 mic on the app shows you're talking, but you're not. Oh oh yeah. oh! Sorry, I was double mute. <laughs> right.
1: Yes. Yes. But, and it's, I mean, those, you know, the video calls do have their place, but it was a, uh, that, that, that was a bit of a pain point for me. Right. Like, do we really, must we see each other?
0: Yeah. I, it's funny. It's, it's, it's not like, man, I, I trust, trust us. We're going to get, we're going to get back to the story. We're going off a little bit off the dirt road here. Uh, but, but this is exactly what the podcast is. We're sitting here at a bar and beautiful. And we're going to talk a little bit about this too. Don't worry. So those who are watching, you will see what we're talking about. And for those who are listening, make sure you watch the video. Um, but all that technology was always there. Sure. It just it was that there was no necessity or real big push forward or Zooms around or whatever it was before then. There was always video conferencing. Oh, yeah. You know, but it was just never, like, you know. Used it occasionally. I, right, right. You so know, you to share the screen. Exactly, right. That was probably yeah. the biggest thing, as I know, for, for us who have always been in meetings is just screen sharing, which yeah. is probably the biggest thing. So, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so those that had wanted to step up there yeah because I, th- I think probably during the pandemic it created a lot of social media accounts that were you know posting cocktails and you know yeah there were a those. lot a lot of
1: happy hours yeah. um you know at home happy hours where people would be mailed kits and learned so we got into that business okay um and then just in general marketing to home consumers we have an essential set which is you know tins a mixing glass a spoon japanese jigger coast strainer and it, just it's your basics, right? And our sales went up five hundred percent in wow. two thousand twenty on that set. So clearly, <clears throat> excuse me, the home consumer is into into stepping up their game, right? Which is great, actually, because an educated consumer is your best guest. Yeah, right. And that's that's my ha- like yeah. that's my happy place.
0: Is it kind of like you know how uh, the Madman TV show portrayed you know what it was like back in the sixties, with the the nice bar and a house there's always a very pride point people have that, that really yeah. take their right
1: I so. think so I have a really nice home bar and I really like it and I live in a condo so mine's uh, armoire style so I can close it and be like mm, nobody drinks here <laughs> or open it and be like we drink entirely too much
0: <laughs> <laughs> those people that you can try to try to hide your booze say like, <laughs> yeah. I got nothing in here nothing yeah just don't open it's it a curio cabinet just yeah <laughs> I keep my uh, knickknacks. It just says precious,
1: precious yeah, moments. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> so, um, so that break going into and and so how how did it ultimately lean you into owning a bar?
1: Yeah, so um, it's sort of the the cocktail kingdom, also to moving down here, working from home, not knowing a lot of people, joining the USBG uh, to meet some people and starting to get into this hospitality community in this area, meeting my former business partner, Amy Harrison, who owns Creepy Tiki Mm, and Tattoo in Fort Lauderdale. It was a really cool tiki bar. It's still a really cool tattoo parlor and shop, but it was a very cool tiki bar. And she had a corporate background too, and I really liked what she did. And so I remember saying to her, like, I really like what you do. If you do another concept, like, let's talk. Right insane (laughs) but and uh she said i'm looking at the old falcon house and i was like oh boy (laughs) because i love this house you can't not you can hate this house sometimes don't get me wrong but i love this house i was like are you really i i called my dad my dad's like do not do anything with that old house and i was like perfect amy sign me up
0: (laughs) (laughs) This sounds right. So, so you're the type of person that don't tell me no or I can't do something. Right. Oh, Okay.
1: Right. Right. Oh, this is a terrible idea. Great. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> Where do I sign? I love this. This sounds perfect. This sounds exact. We'll make it work. People said it was cursed because the Falcon House as a bar lasted for so long, and then the two places after were 18 months. They're like, "This is the curse of the Falcon House," and I'm like, "No, we were convinced." Amy and I were like, "Absolutely not." There's no curse of this house. You need to love this house, and it will love you back. And 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 it did, and and we and as soon as we got got our feet under, I remember a local blog was like the curse of the Falcon House is broken, and and it was this house this little house loves us. I mean, most of the time, its pipes <laughs> don't love us always, but you know, hundred years, hundred yeah. years.
0: <laughs> so, so you met Amy, mm-hmm. and then she she. Yes, brought you down. So creepy. Tiki was closing. Fort
1: Lauderdale was more or less pushing them out. Mm -hmm. They didn't really like the whole bar tattoo parlor thing, Mm -hmm. and found some loopholes to get her out, which was a shame. Yeah. Um, And where was that located? It was in. uh, It was in Fort Lauderdale proper, uh, right near the airport. It's still. It's still there because it's still a tattoo parlor. it might even be on Federal Highway. It was really weird to get to. It was okay. kind of a roundabout. Um, but it's right by the airport okay. in Fort Lauderdale. And um, and so she, because she needed to leave, but she also had her liquor license tied up in Broward County. Mm. So that's kind of where I came in. Where she, she wanted this space, and she had to sell her liquor license. And so then we, I came in t- to help invest, and then, you know, we had Keith Popejoy, who's now in Nashville, at Mother's Ruin, wonderful guy, hilarious. Uh, he named it. We, we were going to call it the Harrison House, which is uh, the name of, of the LLC. But he was like, we were like, it's so quiet, right? And he was like, what about, well, he called me Annie motherfucking Blake. That's <laughs> always, that's what he called me. Silk he calls me. Um, and he said, what about Death or Glory? And we were like, yeah, that's fun. And it was fun. We had a right. good five years. And then Amy moved to England and opened an ice cream shop. And now she makes donuts and feeds them to horses that walk by her <laughs> during the oh. day. I get oh. pictures. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it seems
0: really fun. I got to I, get out there. I, I, you got me at donuts and, uh, right? you know, horses.
1: Near Lancashire, Shire, northwest mm-hmm. England. On the I'm going to say it wrong. Always. On the... Oh, it's, I always want to say it's more con bay bay, but it's totally wrong. Anyway, <laughs> however, it's sort of spelled like that. I apologize, but that's right, not right. Can
0: you try but it in your best I, British accent?
1: I, <laughs> right. She's from yeah. Jersey, by the way. Oh, Her husband's oh, another, British.
0: Oh, another Jersey so, girl. Yeah, she's from
1: she's from <laughs> Union, so she she doesn't pronounce anything properly over there either. I think she reps a lot of but she's Cuban from Jersey with a lot of tattoos. Oh, holy cow. So, yeah.
0: yeah, even yeah, as much as Jersey has a lot of references to Yes. England and so forth, you know, Middlesex and county and, and all those other sure. Sussexes and whatever, so forth. So, so you invested, came up, she finished, closed out there in Broward, came up here, bought the house, the house got named after a phone call and the Falcon House.
1: Yeah. And so now, yeah, so now we're, it's always been the Falcon House, right? Okay. The Falcon House is historically what it is. It was the Falcon House bar. Now we're the Falcon again, but the Falcon house will always be its historic name.
0: So the house was built in 1925,
1: 1925. Okay. By E.C. Hall, Edward C. Hall.
0: Okay. So what, what, what's the history of the house here?
1: So Edward C. Hall came down here, bought a lot of land. Uh, He came down from the Midwest and he built the Delray theater. He built this house and a number of other properties he was here for a bit, and then the Falcon family moved here in the either late 30s or early 40s, there's a little bit of a uh, question on it. He E.C. Hall sold this house to the Falcon family, who had this house in their family, I believe for the better part of 40, 45 years. Howard Falcon, the son, only passed away a few years ago, actually, and longtime uh, resident of this area, his family. And very very well known family in Del Rey you know coming down here when the pre air conditioning and all that stuff so um, and then it, it and then it, went, it was made into a restaurant and then i was believe it was an italian restaurant in the 90s hmm. and then um, and then after that became the falcon house okay yeah
0: so the, and there's there's a lot of other places here in Del Rey that are very similar, you know, they'd say house converted and and so forth too. There there are
1: some old houses that are converted. There's a few of them. This is even non-converted. One of the very few houses that's this old and still in its original location. They've Hmm. moved a lot of the houses. um, And so this particular house still remains like case and cottage of the historic society in its original footprint. So even with uh, hurricanes and stuff, I'm like... I mean, the house has made it 100 years. Yeah. It's probably going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I knock on everything. But when you've got a house that stood for this long, I think it's kind of nestled a little in like a little bit of a hollow. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's in a little sweet spot because it's it's made it forever.
0: Right. And and you make a reference and, you know, we are in hurricane season and, and start at June 1st. For those that are, don't live here or don't really care, don't have, don't have to worry about hurricanes. Sure. Is you know we think back and so 1925 you know so there was major hurricanes before they actually got names you know i think as far back as that point yeah you had and even though it was still just a mere probably what 30 40 miles south of here was hurricane andrew Mm -hmm. right which hit a good part of south florida and mostly down in homestead but Andrew, yeah. Wilma. Andrew, uh, Wilma, Wilma oh, right? right. Um, you know, Irma. You know, so we had a lot exactly. of we had a lot, a lot of hurricanes, of, right? And a lot of hurricanes, and to see some test. of these, it, I don't know. It goes back to, like you said, it's a lot of people think older stuff is built a lot better than today's stuff. You know, I don't know. I
1: mean, there's something to be said about it, or and, and something to be said, I think potentially about this like location. Maybe yeah. it dips down a little. I'm not sure, but it's there. Clearly, this house is built like a. You know, it's a brick shit house, right? <laughs> Except it's stucco because <laughs> it, 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 it's it's not going anywhere,
0: right? Right. Yeah, it's it, again in the neighborhood here. There's a lot going on. Delray's Delray is, I think he has, as you said in the WPTV interview, Delray has has been evolving. It's been growing. Um, I used to come down probably six seven years ago, and, yeah. and, and at an open mic here over. At a place called kevro's i remember kevro's sir. um okay i guess it's not there anymore i guess no. okay so
1: <laughs> so much has changed
0: and but that's what it was about that time was they were like getting squeezed out because all these high rises yeah. were being built and it, it has it it's just part of progress as much as yeah. Yeah. you know but um and again here you know it's nestled in between you know a, a little looks like a townhouses yeah. or you know apartments we have so
1: townhouses so. right here yeah, so. in Delray, Atlantic Avenue is cool, right? Yeah, it's, it's very it's funky. Cool. It's it's, it's fun.
0: eclectic. It's funky. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, the, yeah, the Av, right? The Av, yeah, right. right?
1: But it's a it is uh it's a lot of corporate money now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not there's nothing really Delray specific about it. Right. You know, if you went into a restaurant and I said to you, it's on Las Olas or it's on Collins in Miami, right? You couldn't tell necessarily. There's like there's like the soul of it isn't Delray. It's commerce, which right. is I'm not saying there's anything wrong with commerce. But, it you know, the, we have a few local dives here. We have the Salen, We have O'Connor's, which are rad. They've been here forever, and they're amazing. Shout out to both of them. Um, but we I think there wasn't anything that was in between. Something a little higher end. And with good food, that is still really a local's haunt. Right. Right? And that's what we were trying to do here. And bringing Sean back when Amy left, because he started as a barback. At the Falcon House, he was like, "Oh, let's redo it." And he's like, "I must be absolutely out of my mind." <laughs> but because he's very successful with Sweetwater right. like in Boynton. Okay. Right. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's been. It's been a ride.
0: So, so the so the journey started um, 2016. Then with the Death or Glory.
1: 2016, uh, we signed our lease. Okay. Uh, we opened April 2017. Okay. Closed April 2022. Okay. Five years, almost to the day.
0: And then the rebirth of the Falcon was just a natural progression.
1: Yeah, just yep. this past month, bringing Sean on um, and wanting us to, you know, we wanted to be real partners and right. and so make something different. And plus his history with the house is just, you can't ignore that, right? Right. And so just the Falcon just seemed like the right move. It seemed yeah. Seemed like a fun thing to do.
0: Look, when you come into a place that's got history like this, you know, if you are a visitor, and you know you're walking into something that's special. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to be able to ask about the history. Like, yeah, what, is going, yeah. what is with this place? This place will make you, you know?
1: remember Delray Beach. Okay. You know, um, some of the big corporate joints. You'll have a perfect service, but it doesn't really make Delray Beach so much more memorable. Like, it's yeah. not a memorable spot. This place is memorable. I remember coming here when it was the Falcon House. Embarrassingly, I would come here very deep into the night and I was only here like four months out of the year. And friends would come down and I'd be like, we gotta find that really cool old house bar. But I'd always been like, eh, a couple of drinks a day deep, and I'd be like, I don't know which street it's on. I don't know where to find it. It's on Sixth Avenue, Federal Highway. North. <laughs> Not that hard. But you know, show up at some place one in the morning when you only live here three months out of the year it was a little questionable for me to try to find it again. I,
0: I guess that could be really dangerous though, Annie, because it, it, at one o'clock in the morning, have a couple of drinks and you know, it looked like a house that you just stumbled into somebody else's house. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. It's a fair point.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey, Oh,
1: look for a sign. Like a neon sign is a good, it's a good tip off, but yeah, it's a fair point. <laughs> Hello. Knock, knock.
0: So, for business? <laughs> so the, uh, so the grand opening, going to be having that soon, so you've... Yeah, you've so kinda... we're
1: like hard open. We've been soft open. Right. We're, you know, just getting our sea legs underneath us July 1st, right okay. around July 1st. All we're, right. We're, we're getting our sign in, and, um, you know, we're, we're picking up speed already. The, the menu's really fun. Our chef is tremendous, and, um, and the cocktails are really fun, and... They're really whimsical. I mean, they're a little cheeky. The names are a little cheeky.
0: Go ahead, because I know they had to beep out some of these on the TV. They did, okay. so, yes. I, I, so I didn't
1: think they would have to. So the, the drink is, that got bleeped out is called the Dildo, D-I-L-L-D-O-E. <laughs> and they were like, nope. Um, but you know, the only thing, people take cocktails super, like, people didn't do cocktails for so long. And right. then they did, and then all of a sudden, people who still don't know what they're doing are super uppity about it. Yeah, It's like, cocktails should be Delicious, well-balanced, fresh ingredients, premium spirits. It's not really rocket science, nor do you have to be like the coolest person in the room who has to take themselves so seriously right. in order to make a good drink.
0: So uh, so here's here's a question is, I mean, I think a person has to understand where you're going into an establishment right obviously this is a cocktail bar the, sure the, the rum bar right yes, yes. and that's yes. why we're that's why we're outside yeah. in the non-air conditioning because yes. it's warm we were sitting in <laughs> warm. we're we're sitting in front of the rum bar and uh yeah so and we'll talk more about that but i think that's you just gotta it's like anything you gotta read read the, the read the room because if you go into a place that's obviously not really a cocktail place and you try to ask for something that's shoot it was as simple as as simple as a daiquiri right
1: you never know what they're going to hand you
0: no they don't know but then it, but that it kind of goes back to what you're just talking about is some of that whimsical that you know it's a i don't know I, it's a profession um but bartenders you know bar knowledgeable and skilled bartenders mm-hmm. right because that's a, that's huge is as opposed to somebody who's just working the bar at some place, right? right? Yeah,
1: you have you have uh, you know skilled bartenders do both things. They make great drinks. They there are lots of things, but they make great drinks. They know their spirits, and they also tend bar, right. which is why I don't love the term mixologist, right? But um, I will say, and I realize this is like a weird because maybe it's a vested interest, but look at the tools behind your bar. Hmm. If you're going into a bar and you're like, if I go to a bar and I see shitty bar tools, I'm like, oh, I'll have a glass of Sauvignon Blanc Thanks a bunch. Because <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, cocktail menus read now really, a lot of them read really well. Right. And then you get the drink and you're like, what in the, what did they do? How did you mess this
0: up? Right. Right.
1: Like, no one should be able to fuck up a daiquiri. Let's be honest.
0: Again, <laughs> and, again, everybody, three ingredients. Yeah. That's it. Three. Yes,
1: I mean, people have different ways. I have different ways of liking my daiquiri versus, and I don't expect them to be able to do that. But you know, and if it comes out of a frozen machine and is a color that doesn't exist on Earth, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We're done. We're done here.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So yeah, the, the those. The, the bartenders and, and, and making those craft cocktails. And again, it should be fun. It should be kind of catchy. It's got to be a little edgy, you know, especially in a, you know, in a, you no, know, okay, again, maybe in some places that may not necessarily suit if it's certain orientated. But, you know, I, I, and this, and you cor- correct me for I'm wrong. I'm just, you know, again, if the uh, observation is, all right, look, this probably, it, it can be, but it probably isn't necessarily a family kids kind of this is a little bit more intimate kind of vibe, yeah i mean right, so children right. are welcome you're right, right? right
1: um there's no kids menu right right yes. it's definitely made for adults well-behaved yeah. children and dogs are welcome right <laughs> i prefer the dog side but you know that's just me no but of course kids are welcome but yeah, yeah no it's we're not we're not a like family-friendly restaurant right um but more than that i think it's uh making drinks that have a little bit of humor and stuff to the names, make guests understand that you're not, you don't have to be cool or know everything to order a cocktail. Right. You can, because here's the thing. If you don't know an ingredient, it's funny to be like, wait, what's that in the open wide (laughs) or the (laughs) cocksmith? As opposed to, you know, some drink hearkening back to, some riff uh, off you know literature pre-prohibition and you're like i'm i i can't order the you know 19th century peter pan something you know whatever it is (laughs) i i think it it lightens the mood a little bit and i think uh, no one should ever feel too intimidated to ask a question or order a cocktail like it's not you don't have to be you don't have to know everything to drink a drink
0: yeah just a drink.
1: Just let it go. It's fine.
0: So is that the menu right behind me? Yeah. That, yeah, Charlie, can you grab that? Because I, I, I saw one on there, and, you know, Charlene is uh, – I know there's one on here that I saw that I was reading. I said, yeah, this is one that I'm going to have to order for her. All right. Let's see if she picks it out right away. So, All right. So let's see. It is – where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right. So here I'm trying to – I'm reading through here. I, I, love, I love some of these already. You guys are definitely on – on 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 jumping on the current events here this isn't <laughs> yeah. the one i had mentioned for charlene but was heard about depp
1: yeah those are the boiler makers
0: <laughs> so that's rum and pineapple soda wow yes yeah. so, okay um
1: sometimes the boiler makers just high balls a, a nice uh or some of them were some of their high balls but oh there it was some- it was
0: it was actually there's uh, funny it's because it's a sign right there so the open the open, wide. The open wide right so so yeah so there's some these cocktails here the cocksmith love Karen right so is that for all Karens or <laughs> <laughs> uh, last call scoop fly trap okay yeah. last so. call
1: is great it's a ref on a last word
0: last call okay
1: nice drink it's a really nice drink
0: and morning wood <laughs>
1: The Morning wood,
0: <laughs> and there oh, there's the dildo.
1: Dildo. Yeah. All right. Very refreshing.
0: Gin elderflower. So it's very really light. Probably so d- that has obviously uh, like well most all gins are like this right is very uh, floral, and, floral and yes you know, new for- world
1: gin light bright aromatic yeah. with the dill it's it's a it's a patio pounder if yeah. Gin drink can be for sure.
0: So I think this is a definitely a good good segue into talking about the gin and, and that those uh, flavors is rum because yeah. not all rum tastes the same or is what oh you're familiar gosh. with. There's some, that we were talking about that you've, it's the you, wildest category, right? You've got some that are very taste this, if some that are very funky and like you're chewing on dirt or
1: in the nicest way possible.
0: Yes. Right. And some that are very like some Haitian rums, right? Is yeah. that a very florals that just this just smelling oh, it's amazing sure. like
1: the claren. oh the clarin yes it's yes. fantastic yes but i mean i'll tell you when i first got into like, pot still drum smith and cross like the the joe amy and i have this joke for years that if a cocktail is missing anything just add a little smith and cross doesn't matter whiskey cocktail doesn't matter
0: it, fix, has, it fixes it all it, it
1: fixes everything
0: ah.
1: it i'm telling try it you ever have a co- a flat cocktail just add a little, just a little Smith and Cross fixes everything.
0: There you go. That's it's your tip. Check, it's a check for you. There you go. That's your punch
1: your t- is a little boring. You need a little overproof rum. A little pot's of little overproof rum.
0: Do you advertise for Smith and Cross? I wish. You should. I that know, This right? should be a thing, right? I could it's see a whole expensive. commercial about that, right?
1: I need another job. Sure, <laughs> yeah. you got <laughs> enough time on your hands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no no i'm not i am not at all endorsed by i don't even know the people actually i just really like the product I really. all right
0: so if you're listening you know definitely uh, reach out to uh amy and
1: uh... we'll make you some branded (laughs) bars
0: so um so yeah before we segue over to the rum though is so i know you've got a couple of different kind of nights and things here different kind of events and uh uh i i was i and i thought twice and this is probably where i've got uh my wife would have probably uh, this morning when i was getting ready would have been like what are you taking a picture of you, yourself in a in a uh bathrobe for it's like oh yeah hey by the way i'm sending a picture in my bathrobe to another woman it's like mm-hmm. no it was because they have a brunch on sundays
1: Everything's
0: fine. yes <laughs> they have a picture in a brunch and it's uh was it all you can drink if you show up like in your right
1: so bottomless un- mimosas or bloody marys if you show up in your bathrobe or pajamas <laughs> or lingerie whatever you should pick
0: but but uh, we must say that it doesn't mean that we said bottomless mimosas but not bottomless pajamas okay sure. well yeah there you have it yeah well, let's let's let it out there. Let it hang out there.
1: <laughs> we'll just we'll just <laughs> let that see. we'll just let that one. Let's yeah. see. Yes. Maybe night counts don't have bottoms, right? I don't know. I, but the, and then we're following that up with a reggae night, reggae Sunday. Okay. I don't think a lot of people are doing reggae right now in Delray. Um, we're just trying to bring a little fun back. Yeah. Right. Have yeah. a little fun with it. That's
0: uh, what people yeah, want. But I mean,
1: you can definitely come in in like your footy pajamas and a sweatshirt. I mean, right now, God love you if you do that. It's very warm, <laughs> but. In the winter, you don't need to come in with lingerie on for bottomless mimosas. Just coming in with what kind of looks like pajamas and we got you. Okay. Have some fun.
0: All right. So maybe I'll stop by my lingerie. Do
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly on brand for us.
0: (laughs) So, um, all right. So July 1st, so great start of the uh, 4th of July weekend there is the grand opening. You got anything, you know, kind of planned for...
1: We're still working on it. Okay. Um, Supply chain has Mm. been so fun (laughs) the past, uh, you know, a couple of years. So we want to make sure we have our sign. Got it. Um, It should be in soon. So, but before we plan anything and really push it, push it out there hard, we want to make sure the sign is up. Okay. So, but yeah, it either, it's going to be fun. It'll be a fun summer and, um, you know, get off the Avenue, get away from the tourists for a second. Yeah. And the tourists can come too, but yeah. it's a, uh, you know, get a little real, real Delray down here. Right. I mean, I don't think there's anything more authentic than a hundred year old house, honestly. Uh, no.
0: And as we were talking about, like if you're going to come down, if you got, if you're here vacationing in Delray and there's lots and the beach is not that far. And I think there's a trolley oh, yeah. that takes you over there and especially if, and a
1: half a mile. To the yeah. Beach.
0: And if you got kids, we were talking before right around the corner here is the pinball museum. Um,
1: leave them there
0: yes and then just walk yeah (laughs) that's it right kidding actually you know that pinball museum that actually is a jersey tied to jersey also is it really yes
1: it's a fun place yes it's pretty neat
0: yes so I mean you can go in there eat food right, well we're not plugging the pinball museum but let's but you you know what I mean yeah yeah. anyway so right, so that's what's coming up um, there All right, and um, you want to talk about rum let's talk about rum you want to talk about rum or music first
1: let's talk about rum or whatever you want
0: Okay, let's talk about rum. All
1: right, let's talk about rum. Let's <laughs> try right. some rum.
0: So you've got some bottles here on the bar.
1: Yeah, I just brought a couple of things in. I should know better than to know that you haven't tried everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I might have one that you haven't tried. Okay. Like I've got one outlier, which uh, I got. This was given to me for my 10-year anniversary at Cocktail Kingdom, and which is today. But uh, we were just together as a team two weeks ago. So I've clearly nipped at it a little bit already. Um, it is Ooh, that's nice. Guyanese rum, and yeah, pour yourself some. That's what it's here for. Thank you. Uh, bottled in 2019, distilled in 1990, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So.
0: I can see if I can read uh, my glasses. Yep, bottled 20, in 28 years, yep.
1: Yep, yeah, aged in Scotland. Uh, distilled in Guyana. It's pretty cool.
0: So.
1: It is pretty cool, cool stuff. So thank you to Cocktail Kingdom yes. for that one.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Happy anniversary.
1: Thank you. Ooh. Obviously, it's barrel strength, so it's a little hot, but it's delightful. yeah it's also warm out it's quite warm (laughs) 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 it's It's warmer than it should be it's about a thousand degrees out here
0: yes so this is this is like what uh you know my my folks be and as (laughs) as i said before the podcast started was my folks are both from scotland and you know my mom drinks tea all throughout the day and i'm like how can you drink tea in florida you know or even during the day or when you're not (laughs) cold or it's cold outside it's like I kind of was definitely one of those, uh, but it's, yeah,
1: it's gotten so warm sitting out here. <laughs> but it, normally, at what room temperature should be right? Yeah, it. Um, I find it's actually not very is it, hot. Uh, like it doesn't taste as hot as right. it, as it is. It's just it's a it's a little warm. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. Oh well, well, yeah, it's, it, you know, if, it's you know, it's a in the summer. Exactly right. If you're going to drink rum, you should be drinking it outside, and that's how most people drink, right are drinking their rum is sitting on a the beach. There's always a story that I everyone tells me yeah. is. How they got into the rum world was I was sitting on a beach yeah. wherever, you know, enter. Wherever I mean, I goes. got
1: into the spirits world backwards, right? I got in with tools. Right. And then had to learn spirits. Yeah. <laughs> so that's weird. But I knew that I liked most spirits and, and so kind of started with whiskey. So right. I was like, guess I'll start there.
0: Right.
1: Learned quickly that vodka wasn't a thing, which I was like, whoops, didn't know that. Um, started with whiskey when rum kind of came into my life it was just like mind blown right there's cuz it's so diverse right and the the funk and the terroir and the weirdness i mean i i like a lot of different styles of rum and it just depends on my mood you know sometimes it's agricole and sometimes it's you know just regular age sipping rum but just generally i would say i more often lean towards that like pot still funk whether it's molasses or uh sugar, sugar, cane, sugar right. cane juice it's either way I love that weirdness it's such a there's such right. a weirdness to it that you get rarely in other spirits you see it a bit in mezcal um with agricole like if you think about agricole and cachaça and mezcal sort of living in a similar plane.
0: Right, the dirt, right. Sort of right.
1: S- yeah. sweet-ish based cereal, you know. Um, and and having that real sort of terroir and the, the real uh, vegetal flavors to them. But uh, but in general, just pot still rum. Pot still aged rum is probably my sweet spot. Like that's mama's happy place. But, <laughs> um, but there's, the, the only thing I don't like in rum is, you know, don't add a lot of sugar and flavor that I can add sugar and flavor all day. Mm. You know? I, I like rum that tastes like where it's made and the barrel it was in. That's 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 my that's my kind of jam on rum. But and I and I like clean, you know, Spanish style rums too. Uh just you know, it depends on what you're in the mood for. Yeah. Right. You don't you don't necessarily always want um the the funkiest rum in a specific cocktail,
0: right? Right, because it could be over a little overpowering. Yeah, you know. But I think that's goes back to knowing your spirits and, and being a you know a bartender or somebody who's knows what should go with what if somebody asked for that, or why there's a craft cocktail menu because right. these are the things this mm-hmm. style of this spirit goes with. Yeah. This, these yeah. flavors and these the other, you know, mixers. For sure. And as, uh, and it's interesting because on the second sip, it's, you know, it was a little bit it's more mellow. Ar- mellow, right? Yeah. And weather my palate. Uh, and as we were talking before about the uh, previous episode I had with Greg Hill, the Rumley, a right? Yeah. Yeah. And they offer, uh, I just had just did the first portion of the Rumley a certification. And one of the things is... Again, I probably just never thought about it before, um, but as it mentioned was, don't always judge on that first sip. It's
1: true, yeah.
0: You know, it's the second one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it is, is going to be a little bit, if you're not expecting it or whatever.
1: Depending on what it is, yeah. Right, I mean, it's all different. Right. And, and um, I should say, when I say don't add flavor to my rum, I, I, I know I brought the cut and dry, the new plantation expression. That's a different thing, right? right. Because right. that's natural flavor. I, I'm just not a fan of, like, sugar and spices added to yeah. added to my rum. I like it. Um, I know. That's, that's a like, whole uh, – and, and there's yeah. a
0: lot lately, a lot of people are yeah. talking about the – it's like the, the wild – trying to control the Wild West well, of the yeah, rum. yeah, there's rum very rum.
1: little regulation, right? right? And I mean, you, right. you have people come in, sometimes they will tell you, uh, there's nothing added to this rum, and you're like, it tastes like a Werther's original. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. At least – don't lie to just me be about like it. real just yeah. you know some rums have sugar and that's okay. Right. Yeah. And but don't lie to, you can't kid a kidder, right? Yeah. I know when it has extra stuff in it. Um the, the things that plantation rum does adding, you know, the, the distilled like the, yeah. this, it, that's a different ball game and they they those guys got their game down. Right. They're wonderful. Um but in general, you know, if don't don't drop a caramel candy in my room. I can put, you know, demo <laughs> syrup or <laughs> caramel syrup if I wanted to. Right. And do that myself. Give me the opportunity to add it as opposed to not being able to dial it back.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah. then yeah,
1: I but there's there it is the Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean some places do. Right. Barbados like it- does, Jamaica does. Um I think Trinidad and Tobago, I think they have pretty strict laws.
0: And lately it sounds um, like there's a lot of big push about not so much that the, t- st- the type of rum, you know, white, clear, light versus spice versus gold versus it's this push to more geog- geographic, yeah. right?
1: Because it matters. Right. And when you try that, that clarin from Haiti, so, it's, it's, so. It's, it's pretty bananas, that stuff. It's like a whole it's like almost a whole other spirit. Right. It's yeah. it's oh. like it's, it's uh, when it's I first wild. tried it I was like this is wacky stuff.
0: It's, it's like wow. It, yeah. it, we did we did rum tasting in uh at the uh Florida Rum Society, Miami Takeover, yeah. uh, we were talking earlier and they had uh tastings with Clar- Clarion privateer was there. Yeah. Uh why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Holmes K. and
1: So many, though, of Cla- these small suppliers cl- are doing just really cool stuff. It's, yeah. And the yeah, Clarins... poly yeah. out of mm-hmm. Belize. Agricole style out of Belize. They do very, very cool stuff. Um, a lot of these... And it's the labor of love you see right? in rum is kind of unparalleled, I feel like. Right, yeah. So even listening to the Richland Rum guy uh, on your era- podcast... Yeah. And he's like, "Well, if there's a freeze, we're fucked." <laughs> but I'm paraphrasing. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, Eric, Eric was. Yeah.
1: What I mean, what a lovely guy. And I've yeah. had his product; it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's, but I mean, that is a straight up labor of love. Like that is that is not. I'm uh, that man seems extremely savvy. If he wanted to just go straight commerce, he could do something else.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, uh yeah, there, there again, there's, like I said, there's so much in this wide world of trying different things. And there's only... And it's tough because if you are a, somebody who is a rum person, w- sometimes it's where do you want to... And, uh, again, most people have already kind of defined their area. Sure. So, of course, there's going to be stuff here and here they'll have no interest in. Yeah. But you know but there it's as I said rum we're talking about Ian right and Ian. if you you know whatever I mean, it is whatever, it, whatever, if, you like it if, if, you, if like you like it if you like it it's right. great
1: and I mean yeah Ian we're also amazing yeah what a fun guy I've never try to keep up with him but <laughs> tremendously fun to hang out with <laughs> Never keep up with any Londoner. It's a terrible
0: idea. I, he's, he's a Jamaican, you know, from uh, London. London, right? Yeah. So that's that's you're, like you're he's dead. got s- superpowers, right? He,
1: he, does. He, a, he does. He has he does he has to be a superpowers.
0: So you know, on his he said on his uh, passport, his uh, whatever his documentation was, it actually says G- global rum ambassador.
1: I love that for him. And and <laughs> he's
0: been he said he's been asked for it, like at the airports and and that said draws on people's attention They're like. What is, what is that? Like, come on, this isn't a, and he explained, yeah. you know, again, yeah. it's a conversation starter. And What, and,
1: what an amazing uh, job he's carved out for himself yeah. and so much he's done for the rum community. You know, I think rum for a while, even in maybe in my childhood, probably kind of just went down to like the bottom. Of, I'm going to, I'm going to say this one out loud because I'm not even going to feel bad about it. Like Malibu, right? Mm. <laughs> like, Which isn't even rum really it's rum if southern comforts whiskey i suppose
0: there goes our malibu sponsor that's no, all right there was a whole big blow up about a month ago on some of the rum forums about malibu oh really? somehow it was up on high, high on bartenders list of rums it was there was it's some funny. big i don't oh, I remember. Know. yeah Sorry. no but no it's okay but a lot of the rum folks are like that is not what's well, not rum? that's not rum it's not right. rum. right
1: it's rum liqueur kind
0: of
1: right. right rum right. flavored right. liqueur yeah. so, or sunscreen <clears throat> <and> bottled <laughs> That's how I might describe it. To
0: <laughs> we Sweet. need to work on that. Sweet. Is there, is there, a, rum, is there a rum infused uh, rum sunscreen? sunscreen? Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, you don't need a drink. It just absorbed through the skin. Brilliant. We got to work on that. Just love it. We're on it. Count right. it. Done it. Hashtag trademarked already. It's already.
1: <laughs> rum sunscreen.
0: That's it. Rum screen.
1: Rum screen. Boom. Done. We're done. We already got the
0: name. Get that domain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At registered.
0: So now when you're getting your hotel receipt and somebody says, what is that email address? <laughs>
1: Uh, Annie at rumscreen There
0: you go. There you go. Thank you so much.
1: I'm sorry. What, ma'am? You heard okay, me. Okay, fine. At Cocktail Kingdom. What? Yeah.
0: Are you just making stuff up now? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So so how how did you curate um the the bar and you know let, let, and we'll just I'm not going to talk about the other spirits but just you know your your rum the rum.
1: Yeah. So um so Amy. Uh, again, going back to, to her with her background at Creepy Tiki, that was very much a rum bar because it was a tiki bar. Right. And um, she focused on a lot of classics and uh, and really did a, did a great job with it. It uh, was named, I believe, top 10 tiki bars in the country. And um, so we kind of took from there. And funny enough, she actually is uh, more of a whiskey and scotch drinker than uh, than a rum drinker. But she loves tiki culture. I love rum like crazy. Tiki culture is cool. I'm I could I can't pull it off. <clears throat> I'm not cool enough. When I first met her, I I was introduced to her vis a vis my uh, coworkers, and I'm like, yeah, right. This like black-haired, dolled-up lady with tattoos is never going to talk to me. Nice to meet you. I'm going to go back and do work. Thanks so much. It's I'm not, I can't play in that sphere. I don't have that rockabilly, like cool throwback kind of jam to me. It's just, I, I wish I did. I'm just not cool enough. And like, I you know their strengths, right? Um, but she loves that. She loves the aesthetic. And she, in terms of tiki drinks, would garnish them just brilliantly. She would spend like time figuring out how she wanted to drink garnished and train the, the staff. Presentation,
0: on. Yeah. She's brilliant
1: at it. Yeah. And I really like rum. So between the two of us, we ended up with like a lot of rum <laughs> and a lot of beautiful rum cocktails. So, I mean, it, it, it came more organically. I'd like to, to say it was, uh, you know, really planned out. It wasn't. It was, you know, we'd get a call that a new allocation came up and I'd be like, yes, please. One for the bar, one for me. <laughs> That's happened way more times than I'd like to admit.
0: So how big is that curio cabinet in your place?
1: It's big. and It's big. It's.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, like, it's like it's almost okay. six feet tall, and the doors are filled, and then it has drawers. Um, it's it's not. I live in a condo, so I don't right. have that much space. So it's not thousands and thousands of bottles, but it's far too many yeah. for two people in a right. small yeah. poodle mix.
0: Right, that's. Yeah.
1: Far, far, far too and, and and far too heavily weighted on the rum side. Right. Although, those are the ones that disappear the fastest.
0: So that's, that's 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 uh, a problem.
1: Yeah. So I'll keep I'll keep my whiskey bottles forever. And then I'm like, I don't want this. How did I run out of that again?
0: <laughs> so, do you have a lot of folks that come in? Because um, I think that's how I'd I'd heard about Death or Glory was through I think the the rum groups the and rum so list. forth, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and you got a lot of folks that are coming here specifically for. You got a lot of rum rum people. Yeah,
1: yeah, we did, and and we it also we'd always done hukilau. We pulled back mm-hmm. on it this year okay. with the rebrand, just trying to. You know, again, get it, cause we don't want to get out from, you know, over our skis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we plan to, you know, Sweetwater has a really great whiskey list. We have really great rums. So uh, now that we're sort of partnered, we want to be able to focus on it. But we wanted to make sure we can get, you know, open and the staff running and um, and all that stuff. So that when we can dig into what we want to do with this list, we do it properly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, certainly think it'll be, it'll be more of a focus. Right now, it's, it's it's, it's sitting outside in the sun a little, sitting outside in the heat, just waiting for its turn. But um, I expect it to, to do that. And yes, we absolutely had people come in for for rum, and they would know that anything that they couldn't get, we probably have. Right. Right. Which is, I mean, probably the coolest part of owning a bar. Oh yeah. You get to like they ask you. Hey, there's six bottles of this in Florida. Do you want one? I'm like, fuck the bar. Give it to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's a lot of that where there's a, a lot of, you know, through the Florida Rump Society, you know, able to, you know, that, They're that wonderful. Estab- establishment of able wonderful. to, yeah, Jay's doing a lot of great work He's where really great. to be able to access to, All- to for the members. Yeah, right. Like, it's hey, it's phenomenal. There's, x number of bottles in the country and you know half of them are going to florida or wherever right. they may be and it's uh it's and he great. he
1: like yeah he's a, he's a great ambassador for getting that product to people and also letting them know listen we only have this many so seriously order it now because i am going to run out yeah but he he's he's been a great friend to the rum world and yep. and it's it's really it's really nice to see that and rum continuing to legitimize itself even if it has to be through spirit like Clarence style spirits that like maybe the snootiest bartender finds a little more interesting than an aged rum that they've seen before right but it's still something that keeps that keeps rum on the map as not as as unregulated as a spirit as it is in a lot of ways that there's still so much good stuff out there. Yeah. There's so much. And, yeah, you kind of have to know. Yeah. You kind of got to wade through it. Yep. You know, we don't have the rules that, like, we, like, I own rum. Yeah. But, you know, rum doesn't have the rules that... Um, a lot of other stuff. like bourbon, have. yeah. Of course, yeah, bourbon, right. and scotch. I yes, mean, right. you know, it, it, there's so many, so many rules. Let's let all the noise. By the way,
0: yeah. <laughs> and again, again, scammering. yes, we're, we're we're not in the studio, right? You know, or this Sorry is one of the that. loudest studios. Now it's, it's it's all good. I
1: think,
0: <laughs> as we as we preface some of the shows when we're out live, live on location, we're in the wild. That's right, in the wild yeah. here. Yes. But, um, yeah,
1: I just I think that the, the, it's nice to see people. Uh, you don't even specifically work for a brand right going out and showcasing to what i found is an extremely nice culture of people yeah Yeah. different things that rum has to offer and seeing new consumers getting excited about what is this what is rum agricole yeah you know what is what is that like and what is Clarin? What and, is, you know, it's and, wild. And that's
0: it where there's a lot of marketing on some of the bigger brands that control half half of the, yeah. the share. Of that's right. Two, two brands yes. control half the share of all the rum.
1: That's correct. And that's correct. And they're not bad brands. No, there's not. But, it, but it's
0: difficult for small ones that are coming out. And, again, yeah. you know, I talk to a lot yeah. of companies, small companies here in Florida, yeah. and um, and they're all trying to. I'll, to- I'll
1: say this on the cocktail kingdom side. The thing, a trend I've seen, I did it with Kopali and I got a text last week from my friend who works at the dead rabbit. Uh, tiki mugs with the idols are mm. kind of going the way of the minstrel show. Right. Understandably. Like we probably shouldn't take people's religious idols and make them into glassware. Right. Got yep. it. Heard that. We should have figured that out a while ago, but let's yeah. okay. It's <laughs> fine. We'll let that one go. Um, and these and people going into bars really want Instagrammable. The children want Instagrammable photos, right? Yeah. They just they like well, I'll put it on the gram. Yeah. So uh, we made this custom mug, tiki mug for Kopali, That's the, the leopard, which is the leopard that's in Belize, that in their rainforest, and that's their whole story. And my friend who works at the Dead Rabbit sent me a picture of it. So they obviously got them there. And I'm like, that's so rad. So it's like it's still. You get the drink in the cool cup.
0: Right. Yep.
1: Cause I always want the drink in the cool cup. Yeah. I'm the dumbest person who will just go, oh, that's $18. Give me the drink in the shark mug. I don't care. I want the Jaws drink. That happened. A mother of pearl in New York City. I'm so sorry. It's closed. But it was, I am that, give me the, I'm, it's a happy meal. You want the meal. souvenir mug. I want mug. the happy meal. <laughs> I want the happy meal. Everyone, I think we're all children now. <laughs> at least I am. Anyway.
0: cruise ships do it for us
1: right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many so I mean I, I um that's been a way for a small brand like a Copali to make a make a statement at a bar like dead rabbit how would you get that drink on yeah. a dead rabbit menu give them a leopard mug yeah and so that that was it's cool to see stuff like that um, but I
0: get I right, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask you ask this and and, and I I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, look, the product is being pushed. Sure. But, like, you know, is that go back to the it, is that ultimately the end? We all know, right? Everyone's in business to make yeah. money, right? But at the end of the day, is is the person appreciating? Really, I don't know. It might be a little bit of a controversial kind of thing know, to kind of you not, know. I don't
1: think it's controversial. You know, I think it's an but, interesting question. I. I think
0: I know you gotta what, you gotta do you gotta do some creative stuff. I, I, I know I'm not a business owner so, I mean yeah, per se, but
1: I, I think that where where those kinds of things benefit is are you as a as is someone potentially as sort of um, a bar guest, right? Mm-hmm. Going to look either at a back bar or at a menu and see agricole style rum from Belize fair and go, I mean, I don't know what that is. I don't, I'm not, all of these cocktails are $13, $14, whatever they are. Right. Right. Am I really, I, I, you know, I, I might have a budget. I have a job. I have, I don't want to roll the dice and then you're going to No. you know what? I'm just going to have a paper plane or a daiquiri or something else. That to me, that sort of marketing gives, the vessel gives the opportunity for somebody to taste something that they might have been like, I'm a little nervous, you know, and and Amaro's are the kind of, you know, that's people shy away from things they don't know. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. Like, I mean, it happy meals it to you.
0: Right. And, and again, I think, you know, when I asked that question, then again, as you're explaining, you know, or your, your thoughts on it is. And I'm thinking through. Also, unfortunately, I do sometimes say things before I speak, or <laughs> wait, speak before I think. I mean, I'm. Or oh, whatever. I, now out. I've been drinking queen. rum, so now sure. now. I'm, now I can use it Jesus as an excuse. Shit. Yeah, you're fine. Um, but you know, I mean, I guess that's that. If that is the ability for that interaction to happen, where the person bought the eighteen dollar mug, got the cocktail.
1: They don't even have to buy the mug. The mug just comes. Okay. Yeah. Or okay. Either way. Yeah. Right.
0: But but there's a there's a maybe unbeknownst that somebody's going to make a connection now. You know, hey, I had that brand in this right. mug, and now they know, and they're aware. And and so I, I like I said, I know I asked a qu- that question, which I know was yeah. kind of a could be, yeah. A, but yeah. You know, so I don't know. Fair. Yeah. So I think I,
1: all, you know, it marketing has its good sides and its bad sides, right? right. Uh, but I think getting things into. Consumers' hands, as long as there's nothing really like nefarious, yeah, um, is a is a good thing to to let people see things that they might not have had any experience yeah. with prior. Right?
0: Yeah, right. you got to like again, you got to be creative. You're in a, if you're a business yeah. and you got a and brand, I, and I, yeah, right. and I and
1: I like that. It's not the tiki totem,
0: yeah, right? Because right. right. it's got to go away at some right. point.
1: It's like, I mean, although I will say I do at Halloween do a drink with it's like a riff on a planner's punch or a zombie, depending on the year. It is a Jesus-like candle with my dog's face on it that we call the buddy of Christ. But as a recovering Catholic who's been to 12 years of Catholic school, I feel I'm allowed to make fun of that because it's my own thing.
0: <laughs> it's okay. You can go to confession later.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> don't worry. Hold I'm your breath for that one. <laughs> I, I don't think I've shared this before, but I'll go ahead and I'll share it. So yeah, I'm a Catholic too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Jersey Catholic. Uh, uh, you understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was not the last I time was you a were a a at church? <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have. Yes. No kidding. <laughs> wow, this we've now gone from a history podcast, a rum podcast, to now a religious. <laughs> yeah, they've been. I've been. I've been in this since my kids have been born. So, all right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That may be something as you as you mentioned, Jay. There, um, I know the Florida Rum Society has some. Uh, uh, you know brand you know connections and partnerings and so forth with even some establishments yeah we made a
1: branded glass with them okay glory and i would imagine we'd probably do that again yeah
0: okay yeah so uh, so let's talk music now and then before we start we're starting to come start getting close to wrapping some things up here so so since you're you know uh seems to be a big music fan i am okay uh
1: all over the place with it though
0: so what was music for you growing up
1: uh, so my, my entire family plays guitar and, um, my brother plays drums. Okay. My uncle plays guitar and bass. It's kind of a virtuoso. He can like hear a song, just play it. I'm like, you're going show off. Anyway. Um, but, uh, I didn't start playing guitar until my, um, mid thirties. Hmm. I was always told your hands are too small. Don't bother.
0: Was that last week?
1: What? I mean, yes. Okay. Actually. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) was that five? five, Sorry. Five years ago. Yeah. So, um, but it was, uh, it was, I, I picked it up fairly quickly. Music growing up, uh, my mother always like just loud music all the time. You know, she was a young mom, three kids under 30. God love that. (laughs) No thanks. But she, and, um, so shoot, there's like just always music, you know. My first concert was you uh, two Joshua Tree, okay, and I think I was like seven. <laughs> I was really young, maybe even younger. And I remember Bono was in a sling, right? um And then high school, of course, rebellion. You get skate punk, and then you get the hardcore scene, and then the emo scene. And I don't mean the emo what they call emo now, but the emo that you know. Uh, and then I did college radio for four years. Um, so I did like an indie indie show for NYU, The New Afternoon Show, which has been around, I think, over 30 years now. Oh, wow. And so there was a lot, lot of shows you went to and seeing bands come up, watching Modest Mouse open for Dismemberment Plan, drunk as skunks, and then watching them clean up their act, headline at Irving Plaza a few years later and being like, they're on their way.
0: Yeah. It's always cool to see... It was a, ban, a band in a club, and then that they became, yeah. yeah.
1: It happens a lot back then. And you would call them, although I called one of them so wrong. Woof. I, 2001, August, we had a show in the pier, and the White Stripes performed. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> so dumb. It was my worst call ever. I... I and obviously wrong it's, absolutely wrong well I, I don't wrong. I can
0: understand because but it was I don't get it
1: back then it was a little it was just a, I'm like wait, they're, they're not brother they're husband I don't What's going? go there's only go. two of them I and one plays guitar on. yeah, drums. Yeah. and it's drums and I also I mean I think he's also gotten better but he's so talented so I'm ta- I, you know this is yeah. my bad <laughs> not that right.
0: yeah
1: um but yeah, but I, you know, hearing Death for Cutie and going, right. absolutely, they're going to make it. You know, you, you hear those bands. And so those are the kinds of bands I came up with that sort of indie, some of the synth stuff, yeah. some of the hardcore stuff, and sort of knowing who's going to, and then learning at some point, um, these bands aren't selling out, right? They just need to like make a living. I think that seems to have dampened a bit. And then, I don't know, in the 90s, it was like, forget
0: it. I Yeah.
1: You know, if you've made any money, you suck now. And I, it seems like that's like. I don't know. Is
0: okay? that, ex- but is it acceptable now? Because I see all sorts of music from the 80s that are now like, like bands like Motley Crue. Yeah. Are selling cars. Yeah. Uh, there was. It was seems- a-
1: it seems the sellout thing isn't quite as
0: it's. It, you don't get tarnished for it, or not or like you used yeah, to. Yeah, not like you used to. Right, It used to be. Well, like, hell, if you it. if you want to talk about selling out, should we say that you know people like Bob Dylan or whoever sold their catalogs? I mean, sure. Why not? You're cashing. <laughs> mean, I mean, I mean, I well, I don't know. You're selling your publishing and all your rights to it to cash out the money, but. I, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, it, at heart as a musician, like anything like, like, uh, sports maybe, you know, you start yeah. out and you're having fun you're digging it yeah. and then it becomes a job yeah. and then right. there's the things come with. Now there are some bands that are out there. They're like, Hey, look, I'm not living in a mansion in LA. And some of that is also may have gone by the wayside too.
1: Right. 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 but the, yeah, you have working bands forever, like fish, right? They yeah. just worked. They just work forever. Right. Hey, we make a lot of money. I'm sure. Right. They, they're, they're forever touring. And, um, and there's lots of, you know, bands like even Ben Fold's five, I feel like have sort of that mid tier. Right. So they still have some kind of authenticity. I don't know. Right. Um, it with like, but I, music has changed so much for me. It may be like rum. I don't know. It's <laughs> so, it could be so different. It depending, if I'm running, I'm going to listen to something different than right. if I'm, um, you know, trying to chill out or if I'm focusing and what I play on guitar, I pretty much exclusively play finger style instrumentals. So not to say I don't play any uh, rock stuff. Um, like good, I had an arrangement, with Goodbye Blue Sky, that Pink Floyd, which is like probably one of my favorite guitar arrangements. And, um, you know, cl- well, classical gas is not rock at all, but, um, but mostly I just play finger style right. instrumental because I love, I, all I want to learn is percussion on guitar and like I said to you on the phone, my at one point, my guitar teacher, who's based outside of London, was like, maybe you should take a dance class. <laughs> I'm like, I know my rhythm is in fact. I'm working on it. So
0: <laughs> so it's funny you say that because there's – and maybe you've seen this in a lot of places. And because we live here in South Florida and there's tons of tiki bars and a lot of soloists, guitar soloists yeah. that perform – And they, there's nothing else behind them is there's a lot of looping that's going on. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I have a good, good friend, um, who Chris Springer, who plays up in more, more my way up in the North Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast, but he does a lot of looping. He does looping. Right. And he, he provides his percussion by doing his own beatboxing.
1: I've seen it. Records it and so So forth. So
0: And then um, even uh, and they just f- loop it on the amp, right? And then fellow podcaster uh, who we we will be doing some future work together, Brad Brock. He's a one man band, yeah, and he plays yeah. guitar, sings, and he has a whole drum kit, electronic drum kit, set up where yeah. he's playing it all with his feet.
1: Okay, that's right. a show off,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's amazing. I love that so, stuff.
0: But there's something though. There is a you know, you know Michael Franti. Yeah. Okay. So he has a little box, and it's called a stomp box. Okay. And we had a guest on uh, last month. When we had all of our manufacturers, you know, people that make percussion stuff. Yeah. Paul. So Paulie Drums has a stomp box that has okay. a, you know, you plug into it. There's yeah. a pickup inside it. Sure. And you're basically, you know, you're basically tapping, tapping your sure. foot to it, and it's creating percussion sound to it. Stop it. Yes. Really? So, so, all right. I there. I can tap a foot. So, there you go. So, I all right. So, Paul, Paulie, so, Paul, if you're listening, you yeah, know, definitely, you know yeah, yeah. I need so, there you go. Yeah. And he needs a, a stomp I box. Need, yeah. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that percut. you know, and sometimes that's why I'm a little jealous. like, should I have played a guitar? Because there's a lot more things you could, uh, it's cool. you know, yeah, as you opposed to drums, drums. Yeah.
1: Hit the strings and hit them. Right. Uh, it, I'm not great at it. Yeah. But I, I'm fairly. So,
0: when when are you playing live here?
1: People always ask me that. <laughs> never is the answer. No, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'll i never say never. Yeah, um, yeah. I The stuff I tend to play is, like, fairly complicated that mm-hmm. I feel like I might just choke. And uh, right now I'm learning an Italian classical song oh, called Mi wow. Favorita. Like, it's, it, you know, wow. it's cool, but it's, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of things up and down. Right. All the Mo- things.
0: Movements. Right.
1: So know, right. somebody comes up and says, Annie, how are you? i like, what? lose my place. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it to the professionals. I, I can talk about rum and my like little dog who likes to be on Jesus Candles and, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And let, let the people who know how, how to play guitar for real. Right. Play guitar. Right.
0: <laughs> so. All right. Cool. Um, so, do you, so I think I think you may have answered that. So do you listen to any newer music? Are you open to because some people yeah. say that, you know, when you reach a certain age... Like, by 25, you're done. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I mean, actually, I do. Um, so, I'll, I probably get most of it from Alt Nation. Okay, um, XM. yep, yep. Um, and, and my my taste is really constantly evolving. But I'll listen to things like um, Arcade Fire and Mansion Air, mm. uh, things like that. Um, trying to think off the top of my head but i can really be all over the place like i can play i can go from the you know 90s hard straight up punk hardcore um to like screamo to (laughs) hip-hop to dance music to disco on the same playlist in my my barbados playlist from when we went down there that it, it is so it's like white lines to like boy sets fire to <laughs> I mean it's all over the place I um, I think sometimes it's just like all about the energy of the music yeah. right yeah. and and what it, what you want to feel like and that you know and on a playlist it's kind of that up and down you know you like up 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 and then like you need a minute right and then that's so, the radio stuff I think. So yeah, so
0: it, so it is very much like rum. So yeah. if you know a name you're familiar with but you don't know another you may or may not unless you try it right. or somebody recommends it. Right. Right. So, right. right. So there we go. We made our we made our tie to Ratchet rum up that rum. Coaster rum and music so yeah all right annie so, so you ready for the rapid fire i'm ready i'm gonna okay. try do you need another drink to warm maybe you know yeah want
1: to try some want to do the little yeah
0: sure sure all this right is,
1: this is easy easy drinking good old friends it's, at plantation. Uh, that's the
0: thing about the glasses i know you still, right you still get it in
1: yeah, there it is this is how warm it is outside by the way folks the cork the corks we're, are we're, uh <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna keel over in about four minutes all right. Okay. Rapid fire me.
0: Rapid fire. So here we go. So let's see if I get my glass back. <laughs> that, that just, this just came into the U.S. Just, just it's not early. even here. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. No, so that's what, that's what I was going to say. Was I
1: took that from Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> we met the guy at the coconut farm too. He
0: like, yeah. Oh, that was the pictures. Uh, not like I was snooping on your Facebook stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So th- that's what I do. I try, to, I try to have guests on and I l- like look them up and say, what kind of things can I ask them I in the rapid Internet fire? I think
1: better than anybody.
0: Uh, uh-oh. So. I better be no careful. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're here in a rapid fire segment here. In four sips or less. Okay. Okay. First question is, in four sips or less, neat or on ice?
1: Neat.
0: Okay. In four sips or less... Since you're, an or, or, since you're originally from New Jersey, like me, probably still consider yourself as a Jersey girl at heart. What was your go-to music club up in Jersey?
1: Oh, Maxwell's in Hoboken. Okay. No longer exists. Okay. Cool fucking place. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. I I saw luscious Jackson and, and uh I saw Oh wow. I saw I saw so many people there. Um so many punk rock bands. It was a really really cool really cool spot. I'm sorry they're I they're not open anymore I don't think yeah. but but it yeah. was I would drive down there um as a kid. <laughs> it's four steps, I I'm trying
0: to think of there was a place in um we used to go to in Newark. Damn
1: Yes, I, I'm the pipeline. Was that it? Yeah. I think. Pipeline. It I was think. a dump. We used to drink Alabama Slammers at like 16. <laughs> it was It's at it punk rock shows. I'm pretty sure it's the pipeline. That was the one in Newark anyway.
0: This is the this is Newark. the part of the confession here. Is,
1: yeah. Stone Pony in <laughs> Astray the, yeah, Park. Right. right.
0: Starlin. I don't know, the Starling Ballroom wasn't there when you, well, yeah, I guess before you were still, but it I wasn't, probably not Starling during Ballroom. when you're in that same time frame probably. We, we yeah. went there. We went to the Club Binet.
1: First Unitarian Church in Philly. Cause it's reasonable to drive from North Jersey to Philly and back for a night. Oh yeah. Sure. When you're 18, and you have nothing else to do. <laughs> um, yeah. The, pi- the pipeline Maxwell's was always my favorite, but, um, and then of course we'd go into New York city and go to the knitting factory and brownies and yeah, all the, yeah. all the cool spots back that are most are, most are gone. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah like CBGB's or ain't burgers. there yeah, anymore. No, uh, yep. CBGB's isn't there. Coney Island high. And they would X your hands when you weren't 21. Mm. And it would take like three days to get that. Like permanent marker off your You're yeah. like I'm not straight edge. I, I, just well, that, I to was a just, a I was just
0: gonna say, I remember that in high school was like all the the skaters and that were into uh, you know, the type man. of yeah was straight edge. I mean, it's never
1: straight edge.
0: Like somebody was getting a I tattoo and they're like, yeah, you're at an 18, and you're, you're gonna be straight edge. Are you sure you want to live that for the rest of your life? But, Honestly, yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems like a really <laughs> weird
1: choice. You might not, change your mind. Yeah, you're
0: not 21 yet, so I guess you could. Sure. So in four sips or less. I know the Painkiller is one of your favorite cocktails. Riff on it. Riff on it. What rum is going in it?
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go half. Half uh, Plantation 3 Star, half Smith & Cross. Okay. Sub fresh grapefruit for orange. Don't like orange juice in any cocktails. Hmm. Tastes like vomit to me.
0: It is a little, uh, yeah. even though it is the, the even though brain. we are in the so orange say, state. I,
1: so I feel I can say it because it's not really a painkiller, so I don't have to say pussers. That's. Tr- it's not actually a painkiller. Just it's have a riff.
0: it. Riff. It's a riff. We have to come up with a new name then.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: okay, we'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> in four sips or less, what is something most people would find interesting about publishing?
1: Authors really don't make a lot of money. That Almost all of them have other jobs. Really? Outside of the Stephen Kings and the really big guys, that it's not... No one's making a lot of money in hmm. publishing. That's wow. why they're all professors and stuff. These are all like labors of love.
0: Who's Who's Dorinda Jones' uh, publisher, do you know? Yeah. She has... Um, to, may
1: have changed to spin 10 years. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's true. Times, yeah. Well,
0: I think it goes into a lot it of it, right? It's yeah. people that yeah. just because I have distillers yeah. tell me, just because you own a rum company doesn't mean I have a lot of, you know, right. you know or whatever. I'm a musician. Yeah. It's I'm art. A, yeah. It's art. Right. Right. In
1: the, in distilling and distilling, a, a lot of the best things are labor's alone. Right.
0: Right. All right. Well, congrats, Annie. You made it through the rapid fire. And so now yeah. we're at that part here with a segment. You are now an officially an alum.
1: Yay! So. Oh my gosh, uh, you know I love branded things.
0: Yes, and this is it. (gasps) Yay! on your back, there's your shirt, there you go. Yay! Thank you! So.
1: Oh my gosh, I will absolutely wear this. Excellent. I will probably cut the sleeves and the neck, because I always cut my (laughs) t-shirts. Like a maniac. (laughs) And it's so cute, though, thank you so much. And I literally, you could not... Meet somebody who loves branded things more than this
0: lady. Okay, I may, maybe I may have you work in my brand branding stuff then. I love, brand- so. I love branded everything. <laughs> everything should be branded. <laughs> well, congrats as to the uh, the lustrous alums that we've had of our the hundred and hundred and second podcast which oh, will be thank yes
1: you. it was truly a pleasure uh, yeah Paul. no this is really great fun. i'm i'm really you know fun. glad we got a chance a little later. warm
0: a little warm you know it's you know i don't know what's the what's the temperature now it's probably thousands. Yeah. thousand it's yes thousand degrees Humi- thousand. yeah the humidity right yeah it's <laughs> that's that's why i'm wearing a hat because i didn't want you ever to see my you know humidity here <laughs> right so um so all right so it feels like 97 yeah it checks out yeah, but the humidity is probably like ninety-five percent humidity. Humid <laughs> yeah. So Annie, um so as we, we got in closing here, um, how can people learn more about the Falcon House, Cocktail Kingdom? Here's a chance, plug away Amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm at Annie Blake on Instagram. I'm very reachable. You can always email me at Annie at Cocktail Kingdom. Info at the Falcon Del Rey for emails, Falcon Del Rey website and Instagram and um, cocktail kingdom is at cocktail kingdom on Instagram and www.cocktailkingdom.com. But don't hesitate to reach out directly.
0: All right. So hopefully we get a chance to see everybody come on down here. Uh, when the official announcement, the firm yeah, date, yeah. the,
1: come down now, check yes. us out, give us some feedback. We want to hear it. Have some fun.
0: And you open, um, at five, but at so, 5, p.m., 5 PM, five, five, 5
1: to 12 yeah. during the week, weekends, uh, till two, Sunday brunch, 11 uh, to, to midnight.
0: And, and you told me that you love Sunday brunch the most.
1: Yeah, so yes. I don't, yeah. I, listen, yes. brunch people are a little challenging sometimes, but we want you all <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I'm sure everybody's great. Yeah. I've just been to a few brunches where, you know, people can behave a little weird at brunch. Uh,
0: that's true. That's true. And they, yeah, we definitely got to come back down here. Uh, in your pajamas. In, in the pajamas. And behave yes. badly. Yes. I told you I was at a pajama party the other night, right? See,
1: I told you to wear your pajamas. Oh, that's right.
0: You're, you're trying to tell me just to keep wearing the, yeah, from the just other keep night. It on. Yeah. I did have to go to work yesterday. So it definitely would instigator. have been
1: awkward. And I was like, I am.
0: Sure. She's like, I dare you. Or no, maybe you even mm. said triple dog. You okay, went said, right do to it. do it. Yeah. Do I said, it. you're an instigator. Sure.
1: Sure. sure. My grandmother always called me that. <laughs> the instigator.
0: All right. I'd like to thank Andy for coming on the podcast and talking about rums. Yes. Thank you the, so much. The Falcon House, the history of the house. Uh, you know, Cocktail Kingdom, um, everything about, you know, all, you know history about here in Delray, which is like, again, it's, uh, most people know uh, West Palm, they're familiar with West Palm, Palm Beach, um, and places like that, you know, but here in Del Delray, it's definitely, it's got, there's a lot of activity here. It's yeah. definitely, yeah. I always, it's a
1: fun place to check out, worth your time.
0: Yeah. I always sometimes wish that it was a little bit like, we have a little bit like this style in Jupiter, but Jupiter's kind of got this dispersed areas of interest but anyway enough about me <laughs> so please check out drums and rums podcast give it a like follow lots of other great episodes that are out there subscribe and rate the podcast if you can on apple podcast that really helps with the podcast follow us all on the socials facebook instagram subscribe to youtube the website drumsandrums.com and thank you all and have a great day we're the backbeat to spirits thank you annie again thank you
1: Thank you. yes so. appreciate it yeah. cheers everybody Cheers.
0: If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock's tune titled, Once Upon a Bottle of Rum and check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Thanks again for listening, where the backbeats meet the spirits.